Welcome to Women and Manufacturing, where accomplished women interview accomplished women, with your host, Andrea Olson. Well, hello, this is Andrea Olson, your host of the Customer Mission Podcast. We are part of the Women in Manufacturing series, and we're here to discuss all different subjects and topics and bring to the table guests who have unique experiences and perspectives on customer engagement, customer centricity, and everything necessary to help companies, specifically manufacturers, become more customer-focused. And today, our guest is Chris Young from Hudson Fasteners. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm very well, Andrea, and and yourself. Oh, fine, thank you. What is your official title over there? Uh, I'm the Executive Vice President at Hudson Fasteners. And tell us a little bit about what that encompasses. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you a little bit about Hudson. Hudson is an mm-hmm. uh, 80-plus-year-old industrial uh, industrial supplier um, mm. that specializes in fasteners. So we do a lot of dis- a lot of distribution, and we do manufacture uh, a particular um, product line um, here in the United States. Ah, is it for a specialty application or a specific industry? Um, the short answer to that question is yes, um, but it, but you know, uh, broadening the market is always something that we're working on. So, um, you know, our hope is that more people will see the need for the products and, and, uh, we can share what we have. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. That's always the challenge. You know, it's in it's yeah. in manufacturing, but it's in every industry, you know, is, is the challenge yeah. for growth. But, you know, a, a quick little background question, you know, as a female, as myself, you know, uh, we're in manufacturing and it's just a unique niche to be in um, and sometimes not pursued enough by women. So how did you get into manufacturing and why are you in the manufacturing industry? <laughs> So I'm going to blame that on my dad. Um, <laughs> he uh, worked with a manager at a hardware store um, when I was much younger, and that's where I started out. Um, so really? I got the retail, the retail uh, aspect of it, as well as the B2B aspect of of doing business. And um, yeah, and and the funny thing is, I I used to remember counting out people's nuts, bolts, and screws and putting them in a little paper bag and (laughs) writing the the number on the the bag. Um, So yeah, Yeah. um, it was definitely dad's fault. Um, But, you know, I I love the industry. Um, One thing that that is never going to go away is manufacturing. Mm-hmm. There's always the need for something, and you know, even if you're not in the in in the actual manufacturing side of whatever that product is, you're mm-hmm. in some sort of industry that supports the manufacturing. So, oh, oh um, totally, totally, right. So, and that's you know, and that out that outside piece of it is definitely uh, customer focused and because they have it from both sides they're seeing what's on the street and what's also in the you know industrial world so um, yeah it's a big industry 
It's not going anywhere. It's worth trillions and trillions of dollars. The United States is one of the better countries in the world at it. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy to be part of it. Do you mostly do business-to-business manufacturing, or do you do business-to-consumer or a little bit of both? So on the manufacturing side, I'm pure B2B. Um, I only deal with businesses. Um, and, you know, just a, for example, you know, when you walk down the aisle at Home Depot, those nuts, bolts, and screws down in the fastener aisle, you know, mm-hmm. that's me too. Um, if there's a local contractor and he's working on a job and he needs a case of this or, you know, one case of that um, or a smaller quantity, you know, we're, we're also local and community-minded, so uh, we're not opposed to helping out that guy either. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and it's yeah. it's a great point that when we think about manufacturing, sometimes we think about the big industrial, heavy, dirty things, but everything mm-hmm. in our home, everything in our lives physically came from a manufacturer somewhere, whether it's at the mm-hmm. Home Depot's, whether it's a, a contractor building your house, you know, that mm-hmm. all of these things really make up our lives, and, and sometimes we take it for granted and don't really think about manufacturing being sexy or exciting like, you know, the tech industry and things along those lines. But manufacturing has so much potential for growth and opportunity and modernization, which is a little bit about what we're going to discuss today. You know, some of the topics that that we talked about on our, our little chat before we started this podcast was the fact that there is a digital revolution, as we all know, that's been going on for at least a decade, maybe two, right? Depending on where you want to slice that line. And mm-hmm. manufacturers, though being somewhat traditional, if you think about the mom and pops, you think about those mid-market sweet spot folks, they have not really moved into the digital space from an operations perspective. From a communications perspective, there's things, you know, there's CNC machines, there's, you know, interfaces where you're dealing with something digital. But from an overall process perspective, it's not there as much as we would want, want to believe. And have, my question to you is, have you seen that? And if so, why do you think manufacturing really just doesn't embrace the digital age? Really quickly, I can say Absolutely, 100%. I agree with you in the fact that my industry uh, is absolutely fighting this tooth and nail. Mm. Um, you know, and there's just there's so many factors that come into play. Uh, you know, there's the cost of it. Mm, I think, I yeah. think that's a, I think that is a huge. You know, can I can I do this financially? Um, question sure. that that business owners and and CFOs talk about. I'm sure daily, if not you know even by the hour in companies. Um, so right. I think I think that's a big issue. Um, there's also the changing workforce is is part of the problem. Um, there's also the aging workforce, which is part mm. of the problem. Okay, so a lot of a lot of business a lot of business owners in in the fastener industry. Um, are set to retire. You know, yeah. they've they've put in thirty, forty years. Some of them even longer than that. Um, and the, and and the, nobody in the family wants the business. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just like the M and A going on in our fashion industry is just unbelievable right now. 
the private equity firms are coming in and buying up the companies. Uh, yeah. You know, I, 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 I also think that those are huge factors in, in why people aren't transitioning. Uh, and just plain and simple, I think people are scared. People oh, are scared really? of change. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you've done, and I've heard this many, many times at the company that, <laughs> that I'm working with, my dad did it this way. Yeah. And yep. Okay. That was great. That was great then, but it's not going to work moving forward. And that's what people need to realize. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. Hey, like I said, we're an 80 plus year old fastener company. Mhm. You know, um and in 1999, we saw the internet come on. And that and that dot com boom. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, we realized if we don't do something radical, we will probably not survive another eighty years. So, how did you come to so, that epiphany? Because you, you mentioned that you know a lot of family-owned companies, older owners, fear of change, you know, cost implications. But you know, to to take that leap, what was the impetus for change? Knowing that this this digital online purchasing revolution, which is a ever-present pressure for many of these manufacturers today, but still try to look away from it, try to do business as usual. How did you get, how you, how did you as an organization really get to the point where you saw this is a must-do? Um, Amazon. Ah. Simple as that. So it was, so it was just the presence of Amazon and seeing their reach. And and a lot of people actually mistake Amazon for a retail organization. They are a distribution organization. Yeah. Exactly. They have logistics down, right? They're just selling more things. But it is all about distribution and reach. And I think many manufacturers miss that. And they look at Amazon as a a bookseller and, you know, uh, chairs and coffee tables and, you know, miscellaneous home items or blenders. Yes. But they are a distribution organization, especially I'm assuming in your case as well, as a distributor, this is a huge threat. Do you think that that's kind Absolutely. of the, the mindset that needs to be there? Uh, you know, first I, I'll, I'll disclose the fact that I do not sell on Amazon. Okay. Um, I, there's a, I, you know, a, a proprietary reason why we don't, uh, why we choose sure. not to sell there. Um, so that, that being said, um, they are still, you know, a force to be reckoned with. They've been in the B2B space for, I think about 10 years now, maybe mm-hmm. eight, but it's an eight to 10 year range, right? Um, they're getting better and better at it every day. And if you watch their growth in retail and you know that they have the resources even more so today than they had at that point in time to devote to gaining that same market share in B2B, you better be scared. Yeah. You better be scared because they're coming to get you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know, all between, between Amazon and Google, competitors? yeah, oh yeah, 
you know? Go right ahead. You're saying that Google. Yeah, Google between portal, Amazon and, and Google. They have that presence. Yeah. You know, when Amazon mm-hmm. shows up or Amazon uh, uh, suppliers show up on the first page of Google every t- every single time for every single search and you can't be found, you know, you're going to be out of business soon because, as I, as I mentioned previously, the workforce is changing. There are no longer going to be 55-year-olds sitting at desks, picking up a phone, calling over to ABC company saying, I need so that three cases of this and so forth and so on. That's not happening anymore. The Do you know who Thomas Register is? Yes. Okay. Printed those, uh, and I'm dating myself, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> printed, <laughs> printed those big green books, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Those catalogs years. sat on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, for 100 years they did that, right? And then one day they stopped. Mm-hmm. Because things are changing. People are not reading the books anymore. The kids coming into today's uh, work environment and, you know, the middle-aged people in the work environment today, they don't know that anymore. Yeah. They don't know the books anymore. They They don't open catalogs anymore. They only know I need to look uh, online for something. And, again, if you can't be found, close your doors. So that's that's the question, I think, is, is it's not so much that Amazon is a channel to sell products through. That's one angle. But the other mm-hmm. real big point that I think you're making is Amazon has an online presence that can't be conquered. And you either work with that or you're going to be squashed. Because if you can't come up on that first page in the first five results, for mm-hmm. some specific product, you're not visible. And yep. if you look at those printed books, which become outdated almost on the day they're printed, people want and expect, especially companies, more instant response, right? I need you purchasing to find X part today. Is that yep. going through multiple books or is that finding five different vendors in 10 minutes and getting pricing and having that summary uh, for the project manager within an hour. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so do you think the speed of business has changed because of this digitization that, that maybe the, the old school thought is just really at a slower pace than today's business? Well, I think that I, you know that that happens with every every generation. When whenever there's a turnover, you know, in generations, obviously the younger ones going up have not only the experience of of the um, past owners or you know business mentors, they also right. have the, the the technology or the whatever it is, the innovation of today's times. So mm-hmm. you know you would you would hope that they at least can, you know, take advantage of that. But there's oh, also, sure. you know, we, we, we talked, we, we mentioned, uh, you know, Google and Amazon. There's so many other factors that go also 
along with the digital transformation. How about social media? Ah. How do you feel social media plays into it? Um, people love to talk, and they love <laughs> to give their opinions even more than they love to talk. Sure. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. Plug into plug into it. So it's really about, it's not so much advertising. And I think that's where manufacturers get hung up. They look at these mechanisms. They look at um, having a website. They look at being on Twitter or Facebook as an advertising mechanism when really it is much more of a communication, network building, distribution mechanism than over advertising in the traditional viewpoint of advertising. Would you say case or would you say that it's really just a matter of keeping up with the times? Uh, I think it's a lot of things combined. I think that, uh, first of all, I, I, I don't think that sales and marketing should be any different these days. Hmm. How so? I think I think sales and marketing are one and the same. If that If those two... Uh, you know, areas in your company are not talking together, then you're not going to accomplish the goal that you have set for yourselves, um, whether that be sales growth or market share, whatever the case may be. You know, I just don't think you're going to be able to do it. And, and, and I'm not saying you can't do it because money can buy everything. Sure. It's going to be it's going to be very difficult for you. And it's getting more and more crowded out there. So start now and get yourself going because, you know, it takes a while to to get all this together. Right. There's just right. so many components of it. But you have to be, you have to have a team, you know, in place in your company that can help you in whatever, just like, and I'm sure most companies are set up this way, just like you have, you know, your CFO and your uh, IT department and your, you know, sales and marketing, or if there are two separate, you know, whatever, uh, two separate areas, bring them all in together and you should all sit down and be sitting down talking about the same thing at the same time. You can't have sales going out there and giving off one message, um, you know, while they're trying to do their, whether it's inside or outside sales uh, calls, and then have marketing pushing some other message. People get confused, and it turns them off, and they don't want that anymore. They want, they want everybody wants everything instantaneously now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whether it's you know whether that's you're a, answering, that's a great point. You know whether you're answering a quote, whether they're finding out technical information on your product. You know mm-hmm. they want to know and they want to know now because their lives are busy. And they've got stuff to do. And that's the whole point of this whole thing is pay attention to your customer because he's talking to you. You know, and, and that that to me is the real foundation. It's not about whether you're doing something digital or print or traditional. It, the mechanism is really driven by what the customer wants. And if the customer wants information instantaneously, you're going to need to use the right mechanism to deliver that to them and meet and exceed their expectations. So maybe yep. the bigger question is where where can manufacturers start 
understanding and better responding to their customers. Because in historically, you know, the cash register was ringing, right? You know, 10, 20 years ago, manufacturing never really had to sell. Manufacturing really never had to market itself. It never really had to compete for talent. And now all of these things are at the table at the same time in this perfect storm. And how do manufacturing companies, in your opinion, really start better understanding and responding to customer needs? Because these things are critically and clearly impacting manufacturing growth. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a manufacturing setting, I don't want to say attacked, because that's not really the proper word, but it's getting changed and innovated and in some cases attacked from all different, you know, all different areas right now. Um, mm-hmm. you, have, you have digital transformation, meaning that, you know, you need to innovate your company uh, with technology. And that doesn't just mean, you know, go on social media or get a website or whatever. Um, that could mean make your sh- machines, you know, um, able to talk to one another and, and talk to the sales department and talk to the, you know, the marketing department and, and all those things, IOT and, and 3D printing and additive manufacturing and, uh, you know, this workforce, workforce and workforce development, all these things matter to manufacturing nowadays. And, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, we didn't have to focus on all of that, but now the competition is so fierce out there, you have to as a business owner. You have to focus on all of these things. Otherwise, you're going to get pushed out. You're going to be part of the 50%, you know, uh, M&A activity in your industry in the next few years. In 10 years you know, and, from now, manufacturing mm-hmm. is going to look so different in this country. Oh, well, I, 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 I guess I... I, I guess I'm being very, uh, very optimistic. Yeah, you know, I grew up in the era where uh, meet the Jetsons. You know, George yeah, Jetson, yeah. his wife Judy. Okay, okay. So to me, that was when I grow up. That's what I'm going to see, right? And we're getting. We you know, have, it's not far in some off. cases. We, yeah. in some cases, we have that technology. Some pieces of that technology already in place. Um, there are some areas we still have to work on, but, you know, it's probably going to happen in our lifetime. And then you think that thought, and then you look around, and you know, what do you see physically? You don't see anything like that. So, I mean, that means a lot of manufacturing is going to have to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you know? That's, that's the big question is, you know, it's it's the change within the environment, the business environment, and the expectations of customers. But it's also looking at competitors and new business demands. You think about the larger manufacturers who have made this leap. And, yes, they have resources and money to do it. But now they're looking for suppliers and partners that can put into their internal systems and processes very simply and efficiently. You know, they're not accepting faxes anymore, right? It's not like it used to be. And those businesses that can't adapt effectively and fast enough, even if they have a solid business model and a solid customer base, if they can't connect to some of these larger businesses that are starting to scoop up smaller ones, as you said, they're going to be left in the dust. 
absolutely true. You know that, and and that's 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 the good side of, of what's happening. You know, then there's also the other thing. You know, um, the we have a very tense, uh, you know, situation as far as trade right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if that's happening to you at the same time that all this other stuff is happening to you, you know, that's not really going to help your business. It's definitely not going to grow it. You know, mm-hmm. having to having to worry about all these things, spread your resources here, there, and everywhere. Um, you know, and but and, and and that's an that's an issue that you you don't have any control over. You know, um, as as far as that's concerned. Um, so, you know, just one more thing to add on to the pile of these business, these medium to small business owners that have to deal with all of this other stuff that's going on. So really, mm-hmm. it's, look, it's it's not an easy uh, not an easy journey, but very well um, rewarded. And I don't know. I, like I said before, I'm enjoying myself. I I, I love what I do. Um, I love getting out there and talking to other small business owners and, and seeing what their concerns and issues are. And um, as far as, as far as digital transformation, I, I just think that if you are not on it right now, you're going to be left in the dust, and that's sad. That's sad for you as a small business owner. That's sad for the country um, mm-hmm. as, a, as, you know, as a, as a leader in the world in that in that area, and, and then of course the, the economic repercussions that'll be felt because of that, you know, there's, there's a whole whole 360 you know uh, area, and and it's just people got to people have to pay attention. That's what they have to do. They have to pay attention oh, yeah. to what's going on, or they have to pay attention to what's going on around them, and they have to realize. Things are changing, and you know we we do have some. We do can do something about it, you know, for ourselves individually. I think the trends, um, you know, social media going online, um, those things we won't be able to change, but we can affect mm-hmm. them. Oh, we can affect them for totally us. We can, you know, we can affect them for ourselves. So. That's the choice we have to make nowadays as business owners. And again, I'll go back to the the point we were discussing earlier. It's all about the customer. It is. It is. You know, you know, if they want to receive email notifications instead of print notifications on X, Y, and Z, then that's what drives your behavior. That's what drives your business decisions. But it goes back to knowing that customer. And and that's the thing. I think a lot of manufacturers look at other manufacturers and say, well, what are they doing? What is my competition doing? When really they need to step back and look at the forest through the trees and say, yep. what is the industry of business as a whole doing? Because if you're yep. just looking at your neighbor and they're 20 years behind, that's not helping you out at all. You need to say, what are other industries, markets, uh, companies doing? to engage their customers in a way that differentiates them and provides added value to them and to the organization. So it's being tuned in to the bigger picture, to your point, versus just yep. what you're doing in your microcosm of a business. Yeah. You, 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 so 
let's just say you're a medium-sized company and you have an outside sales force and you, you, what you do is you, you call in that outside sales force and you talk to them about whatever their accounts are, whoever their accounts are. And if you feel they don't know the you know, specific questions that you need to know about those customers, you, go back, you send yeah. them back out there and you get the answers to those questions. And you bring all right. this information back, back in-house. You run it through some data analytics program some CRM program, mm-hmm. and you're going to know more about your customer than you've ever known in, you know, the whole company history. All oh, in yeah. a matter of, you know, a month's time. You then take that information because you have goals right now. You take that information and you address each customer as the need requires. Company A, you know, like you said, he wants his emails on Monday morning at 9 o'clock, um, and that's mm-hmm. the best way you should get in touch with him to get your order out for the week. Company yeah. B, you know, he wants something else. And you pay attention to that, and you will grow, you will you will get to know your customers better. They'll, I mean, this is the, this is like networking on steroids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's critical to leverage technology to do that. I mean, if you think about the scope of doing that manually, you know, with paper and pen, is is just insurmountable. And yeah. ha- using platforms to capture some of this and be able to aggregate in a way that you can use is mission critical. Yeah. So that's a part of digital transformation that people don't really think of. You know, I think they think of, well, that means I need to get online. I need to start selling e-commerce, this, that, and the other thing. Yes, mm-hmm. it does mean that, but it also means you need to start with your own infrastructure, meaning yeah. the programs you're using to, you know, if you're still on QuickBooks and you're a medium-sized company, you probably need to move off of QuickBooks. Yeah. Oh, Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, and that's, that's you, a great question, right, is is what would you say, you know, as, as that being one example, what are the, you know, the top five, six, seven things that manufacturers are going to need to start looking at? Because if they, if they say, hey, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, I got it, I know this is something I need to get started on, but what do I need to look at first? Where do I start? You know, that I think oh. the struggle is that first step in a long journey, right? You know, what would you yeah. suggest well, is the areas that they need to start with? First, evaluate what you got. Mm. You know? Okay. See what's in-house. See what's in-house. Because if you don't need to spend money, you don't need to spend money. Right. Uh, and, uh, which is something we touched on earlier as well, you know, the cost of this scares people. Yeah. And, you know, a decent website is a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Easily. Right? Uh, and that's that's just your website. That's not talking about the people who run it and maintain mm-hmm. it and the marketing for it. You know, yeah. it's just the build of the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so get figure out what you got, um, and then you can um, – you know, figure out what you need from there. Mm-hmm. So you you get yourself, well, 
do some research, you know. Um, there's mm-hmm. lots of classes. There's lots of community colleges have classes. There's lots of, uh, you know, local universities or whatever you can go to. Um, if you're in a networking group, reach out to people that are, you know, may have some role in in digital transformation. So you work, you belong to a chamber of commerce and you have like, uh, um, you know, somebody in, in digital advertising, go and talk to them for an hour. Mm-hmm. Take, take, take people out to coffee and pick their brains for a little while, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so you can figure out what the heck's going on there. Um, that's neat. That's, you know, easy and, Again, networking at the same time, so you can do both um, and get yourself more, um, you know, informed. For me, um, how how I've educated myself, and and I educated myself more on the business side was um, the SBA local SBA was running a program called um, it's called Interize. Hmm. Um, and basically it was an MBA course, um, that they ran and it was, I think it was seven months long. You had to go two nights a week for like four hours. Um, and I did that and became familiar with all, all things that needed to be touched upon when making these changes for my company. Um, you know, getting ready, getting ready, simple things such as getting ready for growth and, you know, what happens when you, when you grow with technology and what does that mean for Mm -hmm. the company and, you know, what kind of, what kind of people do you have to hire and um, types of, you know, background, background information that that you'll need on a, on a decision making basis later on. Then, like I said, if you belong to a local chamber of commerce or a networking group of any time, kind, um, or a rotary, whatever, there's always mm-hmm. people that do, you know, that that um, just like you have, you know, your 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 insurance agent and your, you know, your, your doctor who's local to you. There's also people mm-hmm. in in this in these fields that can help you out as well. Um, the library has the library has courses on stuff like this. I mean, you know, universities, universities, and you know, not for nothing, you can always Google something on YouTube, and you know, there's plenty of people that have opinions about stuff, and you can find out anything. There's also lots of lots of online uh, courses now where a, a business owner can take the course in, in four to six weeks. You know, it's not a uh, a degree course, but mm-hmm. it is, um, you know, he'll get a basic ed- education on, and that goes down to anything. That's he can he can learn search engine optimization. He can learn social media. He can learn, you know, she can learn customer relationship management or mm-hmm. data analytics or you know, um, what's the thing? I'm data engineering. All those things. Mm. They can they can learn all of that, and the reason I say they should learn it all is because if you don't know what it is you need, how will you be able to go out there and hire somebody and get somebody who's qualified enough 
to do the job you need to do if you yourself don't know what it is. Oh, now, and I again, think that is the excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, you don't have to be an expert in everything, but you do have to be knowledgeable. Right. You need that basis, that base knowledge as a foundation to be able yeah. to, to assess if someone is telling you something that makes logical sense or not, or if they're just selling you snake oil. You know, and, and I think every manufacturer knows that in their given field. But when they're looking at business as a whole, they have take, not taken as much time, maybe just due to the fact that they've been pulled multiple directions. But uh, in looking at and educating themselves on business and business today, and it seems like really, if I could boil it down, you know, the big takeaways here are really, A, don't be afraid to learn. You have to continually learn and educate yourself as time goes on, and that's something that will never end. And be excited to learn and picking up new things because that's going to be key to building that digital infrastructure and understanding this technology that might seem foreign, but get familiar with it. And then B is networking, networking and using the resources around you. And that, that's everything from schools and colleges to other individuals, professionals, people that you admire maybe that you say, yep. hey, they're doing it well. I want to pick their yep. brain and, and understand yep. that and not be afraid to ask questions. But I think thirdly, it really comes down to not having fear of change. That this discomfort and fear that say we're gonna it's gonna cost too much it's gonna take too long you know the stagnation is a decision right indecision is a decision and the more yes. that you stand still the more everything around you will move absolutely and you're gonna be left out that's that's the big thing you know you're gonna be left out um, and that's not something you want for yourself you, you know if your family's involved company, your mm-hmm. employees, um, you know, it's not it's not what you went into business for, so I doubt that's the result you want to get. So my advice to any business owner, manufacturing, you know, distribution, whatever the case may be, is um, do some homework, find, find out, and that homework includes your own company, find, it out, mm-hmm. find out what you do have, what you do need, and then get moving. Oh, I, the yeah, world, I can't, the world, can't agree the, more. The world, the world is, you know, not going to stop for you. So that's true. It, nothing truer said. I tell you that. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I mean, we could go on forever on on some of these things because it's just <laughs> a, clearly a passion of yours. It is definitely a passion of mine. Uh, you know, I think the future of manufacturing can really be big as long as we embrace change we can look at ourselves and go here's the areas we need to grow and improve and act on that it's it's very simple so again uh chris thank you for coming on to the customer mission podcast that was chris young with hudson fasteners and i'm andrea olson your host for the customer mission uh of course we are part of the women in manufacturing podcast series if you want to know more about these topics and other customer-centric Uh, ideas and thoughts and perspectives and subjects, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast as well as pick up uh, my most recent book, The Customer Mission, which is actually available for sale on Amazon.com. 
Uh, but we look forward to having you again in the future. And, Chris, thank you again for your time and thoughts. And, again, thank you to our listeners. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening to Women and Manufacturing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.